Hello, welcome to episode 11 of the GBHBL Whiplash. Man, I'm so stoked to play the music we have for you this week. We've got an eclectic mix of bands to play tracks from, starting with the UK Doom Crew, Boss Keloid. We have a track from the excellent sleaze rock band, Tracy Grave. A track from doomy noise punk trio, Worms. And finally, anger-fueled hardcore thrashers are hanging. Games, brains, and headbanging life is us, and GBHBall.com is where you can find us. That's our website, where every day you can read albums, EP, single reviews, as well as game reviews and horror movie reviews. You can also find top lists, TV show reviews, interviews, features, book reviews, videos, as well as even a little bit of merchandise. You can find us on Facebook, search for GBHBL and give us a like. Follow us on Twitter at GBHBL underscore official. We're on Instagram as GBHBL, so make sure you follow us there too. And this podcast is available on SoundCloud and iTunes. We're also on YouTube where you can find a lot of our video content, so head over there and check them out. And if you like what you see, hit subscribe. And if you can't remember all of that, because it's quite a bit, don't worry. I've not mentioned this before. On our homepage at the very top, you'll find all our links to these social media areas. And of course, we also have a Patreon too. Go to patreon.com forward slash GBHBL where you can help support us and help us grow. We've got some... Plenty, loads of exciting things in the works. So any help there will be massively appreciated. Remember, of always, we're not in it for the money. This isn't about paying us a wage. We've all got freaking jobs and lives and stuff like that. It's simply every penny given is sunk back into the site to improve things like our servers, the products we can provide, hopefully more merchandise further than the line. Just make it a better run place, better videos, better content. Hell, if you don't even want to sign up for Patreon, go to the go to our homepage and use the PayPal donate button. It's right there on the front. So anyway, that's enough of that. Let's get on with some music. And we kick things off this week with Italian sleazy rock band Tracy Grave, who have released their new album, Sleazy Future. The album's great. Sleazy Future is such an apt name for an album that is steeped in a dirty rock sound and dripping and punk attitude. Ten tracks of catchy and fun tunes. There's a bit of the both the old school crew, Poison and Skid Row about it. This is Make You Feel The Pain.
if slam, uh, slam, if sleaze glam rock is your bag, then I really hope you enjoyed that. I mean, I really find bands I enjoy from that side of the music, uh, but Tracy Grave are really good. I really like the album. All right, let's talk some news. An incineration fest is just around the corner, taking place on Saturday the 12th and Sunday the 13th of May at the Dome and Boston, Boston Music, Boston Music Rooms in Tufnell Park, London. Excuse me there. The premier extreme metal festival that takes place in the capital, Incineration Fest 2018, has an amazing lineup this year. Man, I wish I could go, but I'm bloody working over that weekend. Now, if you don't know, the Dome and the Boston Music Rooms are literally next to each other. So, like, jumping between stages is a matter of you leaving one venue, walking a few metres, turning a corner and going into the other. It's as simple as that. And the bands don't clash. That's the thing about Incineration Fest this year. Um, I don't know if it's the same every year. But this year, because previously I think they've been split over more venues, but this year it's just two. And the bands don't clash. The stage times are up on the site now, and the end time of one is the start time of another. So other than maybe a few minutes here and there, you could see every single band if you wanted. It kicks off at 1.30pm both days and runs to 11 both days. There's a lot of metal. So, you know, have a look at the lineup and see what you like. But I do suggest these are some of the ones I think you should check out. I mean, all the bands sound great. Some big names on it too. But you should definitely check out The Crawling, Saw, Analepsy, Tuck, Master's Hammer. On, they're all on Saturday. So they're the Saturday bands I think you should check out. And on Sunday, Sodomized Cadaver, Stalsarg, Demonical, Hour of Penance, Rotting Christ, and The Mighty Abbath. Of course, that's just my suggestion. If I was going... There'd be the bands I'd definitely be like on my radar. It's all going to probably say, and I'm going to see every band because there's no gaps, but you've got to eat. You're probably going to want to rest, grab a drink, etc., etc., etc. So definitely make sure if you're going, try and check out those bands and tell us what you think, man. It looks wicked. And one year I'm going to get to it. One year I'm going to either not be working or get the damn time off. And we continue the festival chat. Our favorite UK metal festival, Bloodstock, announced a load more bands to go along with an already packed lineup. You're heading there this year. Then you can also catch Power Trip, Conjurer, Forgotten Remains, A Forest of Stars, Alien Weaponry, and Biocancer. Now, I'm going to be honest here. I only know two of them, Power Trip and Conjurer. Both are excellent additions. The latter of the two I'm really stoked about as I'm a huge fan of the new album Maya is one of the best releases of the year so far. I hear good things about A Forest of Stars, and ambient black metal is right up my alleyway. The rest, yeah, I think I'm going to have to check them out. But one of my favourite things about Bloodstock is how easy it is just to wander about and check out something you've never heard of. Don't want to watch the next couple of bands on the main stage? Well, don't. Head over to the tents and see what's going on in there. The lineup looks great overall, though. A real mix of bands I want to see and bands I'm curious to see. The perfect way for a festival to be for me, especially as I do enjoy Drinker too. So, you know, I'm not constantly just seeing band after band after band. There often are, you know, big gaps of like two hours where nothing's on my radar i'm not like oh yeah i really want to see that so let me grab a beer slow pe- slow walk over to one of the other places and see what's going down so near the time anyway brendan and i'll be doing like a complete podcast uh one of the specials where we break down the entire lineup with our thoughts and recommendations you know that'll be a big one so we've had some of the uk tours announced this week in september the uk prog metalers sixth will tour england and wales with a run of eight shows billed as the riddles of humanity tour i saw sixth uh last year at the Coco. Yeah, they were good. They were good. They were overshadowed. I think it was um, Prestamico were supporting them and I enjoyed them more. But yeah, they're, they're pretty good live and, you know, they're old school. So if you fancy it, they're coming back over here. Come back over. They're already over here. They're, they're, they're touring again. 
Bullet from Valentine are embarking on a huge European tour at the end of the year, including two massive UK dates in Cardiff and London. The London one is in Alexandria Palace. And they're going to be bringing Of Mice and Men out as special guests too. So, you know, provided new album's quality, that could be a good one to get to. A Perfect Circle are coming back to the UK in December. So if you weren't able to get to the June UK dates, then they'll be playing Glasgow, Manchester and London again in the, on the, in the, at the beginning of December. So yeah, if you really want to see a perfect circle, particularly as the album is damn good, the new album is very good, Eat the Elephant, uh, These and you didn't get tickets to the June shows, there you go, you got another opportunity. So get on that. And yeah, I think Wembley as well, like Wembley Arena for the London side of things, um, probably a better venue to get tickets for rather than Brixton. Brixton would have sold up very quickly. Wembley's a lot bigger. Uh, Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons, great band, have announced the Age of Absurdity UK headline tour throughout November and December. That's also in Germany, I believe. And Paul Bearer have announced a summer tour of the UK and Europe too. So two damn good tours announced. I mean, that's just a handful of the latest. Uh, more and more great tours and shows being announced every week as we're sort of gearing up through the summer and they're sort of like doing a, uh, summer tours, trying to tighten around festivals and so on. We're getting more and more. It's really exciting stuff, you know. These are just some of the ones I've pulled out. That I, I've sort of noticed and gone, oh yeah, that's pretty cool. That's an interesting one. You know, I'm not necessarily big fans of these bands. You know, I'm not really a bullet from a Valentine um, fan, but you know, I know they're a big deal, and I know bringing out of, bringing out of mice and men with them as well, and playing at Alexandria Palace is a hell of a show. A big, big step up for them. So good luck to them. Right, let's play another track. Formed in 2017, Worms. I said Worms earlier, but it's Worms with two O's. Are a noise punk band from South Louisiana, USA. And within the last year, the Doomy Sludge Super Fuzzed Out Trio have released a few singles and a six-track demo that delivered a sort of soundscape of hard riffs and mysterious noises. Well, on the 6th of June this year, they're going to release a seven-inch split along with a hanging. And this is their track from it. It's called The Math Says Yes.
So hilariously, about two hours after I posted last week's podcast, Scars on Broadway dropped the new single that I had talked about briefly on that one. It was too late to go back and review it on that podcast, so here it is. The song was called World Long Gone, and it is... Um, well, it's definitely a Scars on Broadway track. I felt like I'd been transported back in time, and I'll be honest, it didn't feel great. I'm going to be straight up about it. I don't like it. It's not a terrible song by any means. It's catchy and the riffs are decent, but it's so forgettable. So run-of-the-mill. And his vocals do my head in. I just don't like the echoing lyrics either. I find those moments now quite a bit in the song very distracting. For me, it's it's a really safe song and lacks really any imagination. I mean, it ain't exactly a surprise as that's kind of how I felt about the album release all those years ago. But still, I think if you I think if you love this self-titled release, you're, you're likely to really enjoy this track. But I also think it's likely to be one of the weaker tracks in the full album. At least I hope it is when it's finally released. I mean, simply put, I, I think it's a boring track and uninspired. What is inspired, though, is the new single from Zeal and Ardor. It is called Waste and is their heaviest, most black metal track so far. It's very heavy, but retains elements that make Zeal and Ardor such a unique listen. I mean, if you're a fan of the more sacrilegium side of the band's music off the first album, this may be a bit too much for you. Its distorted heaviness is brutal, but it is damn good. Their new album, uh, Stranger Fruit, is shaping up to be something pretty special. You know, they're already kind of a big deal and they're making serious waves. This could be this could be a game changer. Um, and At The Gates released their third track from the upcoming album, To Drink From The Night Itself, called Dagger Of Black Haze. Now, I'm going to paraphrase Brendan's recent review of the song, as it's basically what I think too. All the three singles so far share a really heavy sound, harking back to like an older At The Gate sound reminiscent of the raw production on albums like Slaughter Of The Soul. The Swedish melodic death metal pioneers, they're re-energised, they appear re-energised anyway, and rejuvenated since returning from their 10-year hiatus with 2014's Excellent At War With Reality, an album that we, we both love, Brendan and I, enough that that was the first time we then went out to see them live. Daggers of Black Haze is just over four and a half minutes long, making it the longest of the three singles released so far. The raw production is still very much evident. Those who complained about the lack of melody on a stairbound in Stone will appreciate the ominous ring and melody that leads in Daggers of Black Haze. It has a slow tempo, but a really suffocating edge to it. Oozing heaviness, but not through pure speed, the raw production sits better here than in any of the previous tracks. The melodic intro, bridges and backing lines really ram home the melodic death metal edge, and the solo is really good too. It's the sort of song that reminds everyone that melodic death metal is deserving of more respect. More than it gets, anyway. Right up next is a track from Hardcore, from the Hardcore Thrash Metal actor Hanging, who formed in 2007 in New Orleans, Louisiana. The other half of the 7-inch split with Worms. Although a Hanging have three tracks on that to their one. The release is out on the 6th of June. This is Graph. Whoa! 
So yeah, we've been out and about this past week. Well, I say we, I mean others from the site have. I've not, as I've had to work. This past week, though, um, we've been out to see Havoc and Darkest Hour at the Underworld in Camden. Havoc have been out on the road throughout April in support of the latest album, Conformicide. We have only one English date at the Underworld in Camden. Havoc are, at least this show is really good. Havoc are really on point, a fine-tuned metal machine. The guitars are loud but clear, the drums rattle the room and the vocals screech with power. We didn't really know much from them, but Havoc are a talented collection of guys, and their music sounds even faster and heavier live than on the albums. I mean, there isn't loads of crowd into reaction taking place at the end of the world, as the band basically just go from track to track and let the music talk for them. That's cool, though, even better if you know them well, because that way you'd kind of like know the songs, uh, especially as there are the odd occasion where, the cu- where a couple tracks blend into one. Still, the venue is perfect for them. It's not quite for, probably about 75%, and the sound was spot on and really enhanced the guitars and drums. The support acts did a great job too, especially Darkest Hour. And it's nice to see the band all come out with huge grins on their face, despite this being their 17th show in about 19 days all over Europe. They look pumped, and they look like they're enjoying themselves. The sort of charisma that is infectious to a watching crowd. We always say how important it is to see a band clearly enjoying themselves on stage. And the sound is really immense. The venue have done a great job. The guitars really ring out, especially in the melodic phases. And by the time Darkest Hour finishes the set, it's hard to believe you're watching a support band. It's not amazing. They have a 25-year history of releases and, being a, and bring a phenomenal amount of energy and enth- enthusiasm and presence to the show. These guys probably should have been headlining, which is no disrespect meant to Havoc. You know, just Darkest Hour with a slight cut above. Elsewhere... CKY and Skindred were playing to a packed Brixton Academy a Saturday night so London is in a party mood. CKY might be support but you wouldn't know it based on the crowd reaction and them arriving on stage. They're not just here to pass the time as the crowd wait for Skindred. Great sound and bundles of energy. They play a varied set that includes new tracks that go down just as well as the classics. If they'd been headliners there would have been a few there would have been few people who weren't leaving satisfied. However, it is all about Skindred in the end. Arriving to the usual blood-pumping tune of ACDC's Thunderstruck, they kick straight into the title track of the new album, Big Tings, and you can read our review of that album on the site right now. That that was released on Saturday morning. Uh, not the the art. Uh, the review was the album came out on the Friday. It was said in the review and confirmed here, but that track in particular, Big Tings, the self-titled track, fits perfectly alongside the classic Skindred tracks. And their set is a mix of old and new from a back catalogue. Let's be honest, it's really growing in size. Frontman Benji Webb does what he always does, conducts the crowd perfectly. It's as you would expect. He's an expert at this kind of thing. And moments like the synchronised get down and jump up and the infamous Newport helicopter will probably be remembered for a long time afterwards for those who were there. And Brixton as well. Brixton Academy, it's like the perfect venue for Skindred's style of music. You know, I can't think of a... A place they could play that would be bigger. Then that's as big as they're probably going to be able to play. But it is pretty suited to them. Alright, we're coming to the end. We have one more track for you. But first, rant time. It's that time of the podcast where I'm going to speak my opinion about something quite heavily. So there's a fan campaign to get Green Day's American Idiot song to number one in the UK charts. To coincide with the US President Donald Trump's UK visit on July 13th. He's coming Friday the 13th of July, says the movement's Facebook. So if you all buy enough downloads of Green Day's American Idiot before Friday the 6th, between Friday the 6th and Thursday the 12th, it will time perfectly to hit number one the very day he arrives in the UK soil. Streaming counts too, but less effective. 
let's do this. So that's what the uh, Movements Facebook page says. Yeah, that'll show him, right? Maybe he'll be so bothered by this that he won't even come. What on earth is the point of this? Those involved think he will give a flying fuck. I don't understand what kind of message this sends. For starters, the song was written with the Bush administration in mind. In my eyes, all this does is line the pockets of a band that really doesn't need the money. Giving Green Day lots of money, is re that's really going to stick it to Donald Trump, isn't it? Every year, there is a half-hearted attempt to try and replicate the successful campaign of getting Rage Against the Machines, Killing in the Name, to the number one spot on the UK Christmas charts. Every year it fails. Because what people don't seem to get is that campaign was a different thing entirely. It was about invalidating the manufactured performances generated by the X Factor that regurgitate artist after artist year after year. It was saying, fuck you, we won't listen to what you tell us to. And it can't be replicated because it was over time when everyone bought into it and wanted to be part of it. Attempting to do that year after year with no rhyme or reason is pointless. The music industry hasn't changed, and the X Factor still churns out the same vapid stuff every single year. So you tell me, correct me, please, what message is being sent by buying an American idiot enough times to get to number one when Donald Trump arrives in the UK? Because as far as I can see, it only gives Green Day even more money and makes a couple of thousand people, the ones that are involved, feel smug. There are other ways. If you want to protest, there are many other ways. There'll be marches, there'll be demonstrations. You can protest. Don't involve lying in the pockets of Green Day. Thanks for listening again. Don't forget, we are Games, Brains, and Headbanging Life, and you can find us at gbhbl.com. We now end things with a track from the amazing UK progressive doom metal band Boss Keloid. Released by Holy Raw Records on the 27th of April 2018, the album is called Melted on the Inch, and it is phenomenal. Simply unbelievable. In time, I believe that Melted on the Inch will become known as one of the defining records of the modern era of metal. This is the opening track, Cronus I Am. See you next week.